Welcome to this bonus Around the Bar episode of Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon. Since launching the show, I've been blown away by the guests, the quality of the conversation, the generosity people have shown with their time, and the feedback from listeners. It's truly been amazing. The experience has been incredibly rewarding so far, and I know it's only going to get better as network effects continue to kick in and I continue to learn and get better as a host. I started the show thinking it would be about the stock market and investing, but it really took on a life of its own, which is much better than what I had in mind. We've covered investing, innovative technologies, habits for life, entrepreneurship, futurism, and so much more, but ultimately, it's been about interesting people. At the end of each episode, I asked the guest what wealth means to them. The idea was to show that wealth is so much more than money. As a financial advisor, I talk about and think about money a lot, but it's important for me to keep things in perspective, and the guests have helped me do that. This bonus episode features the best bits of conversation about wealth. Whether you've listened to every episode or you're listening for the first time, there's a ton of wisdom packed in here from incredibly talented, intelligent, and generous people. Thanks so much to all the guests who have shared their views on what is a very deeply personal topic. Enjoy. Welcome to Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon, the investing show with a buzz. Sit back, relax, let's take the edge off, grab a nice glass of bourbon, and enjoy. Cheers from your host, James Vermillion. But first, let me kindly remind you, the information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Thanks for listening. So I'd like to start with a bit from an interview I did with Steve Koch, who was uh, an investment banker with Credit Suisse. He was the deputy mayor of Chicago. He's had just numerous experiences in both the private and public sectors. He's incredibly, incredibly intelligent, but most importantly, he's just a really great guy. He's genuine um, and he's very open to share. And I really appreciated the time he took to talk with me. But Steve's answer about wealth is maybe a little bit different um, from some of the others, although there are some recurring themes that that are also present in his answer. But what one part I liked was uh, the part about opportunity, because I think opportunity is often missed when talking about wealth, because we get so focused on the end result. Um, but we're f- fortunate enough, if you're listening to this, you're probably fortunate enough to have opportunities and have had opportunities in your life. And I think that's quite underrated. Um, in a lot of the, uh, the discussions and thoughts about wealth. So I think you'll enjoy this tidbit to get us going here. Wealth is a very abstract concept. And I think being wealthy is irrelevant. What wealth is, is, is an opportunity. It can be an opportunity for security. So wealth, I think in the first instance, should mean or, or, or be valued because it can provide security. And in the second instance, it can provide freedom. And those are, I think, the two relevant things. I think beyond that, who gives a damn? But security and freedom are inherently both very valuable. And if money can do that, that's great. Not going to bring happiness. Not going to bring joy. It's not going to bring sadness. But but it, it can bring 
security. And I think in setting financial goals, it's really important to, again, visualize importance, understand what, what your goal is. And if your goal is security, then that's one kind of number. If your goal is freedom, that's a whole other number. William Green was one of my absolute favorite interviews of the year. I had just finished reading his book, Richer, Wiser, Happier, and he was kind enough to come on to Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon and chat with me about the book. And William is just a phenomenal storyteller. He's very engaging, and he has a way of of kind of drawing you in with, with the way he speaks and the way he writes. So being able to have a conversation with him was just fascinating. I honestly tried to just sit back and, and listen and let him uh, do most of the talking. I, I really felt like his views on wealth are a culmination of, of what he's learned from so many of the successful investors and business people that he talked to over the many years of his journalism career. So maybe he provides a little bit of perspective that some of us can't having had those conversations. I think this piece um, about wealth is is really interesting and in how he took lessons from, from others and applied those to his own life and what he was doing and ultimately how he came to write what I think is one of the best investment books um, that's been published in a long, long time. And I've read many, many of them. So enjoy. For me, it's really, really important to have the, the freedom to work with people I like and who I admire on something that's valuable and worthwhile and, and interesting and serves other people in some way. And that, that freedom, that independence um, is a really critical component of wealth. I, I've worked for people I didn't like or didn't admire before who I thought were bullies or not particularly talented. I've also worked for people who are unbelievably talented um, and wonderful people. Um, but for me, given the quirks of my personality, the independence and the freedom to do what I want to do um, in the way that I want to do it is really, really important. And and in some ways, this book was a kind of perfect example of it because it, it took me a, probably five years to write the book, which is insane. I mean, I was so obsessive about it and really trying to create something that that potentially would be enduring and would help a lot of people over a lo long period of time. And so I wasn't trying to maximize the amount of money I would make off it. I was trying to create something that was of value and was true to my to to me and to what I care about. And so for me, for me, a big part of wealth is that freedom to operate in a way that's true to who you are, that that's aligned with who you are in a deep sense with all of your idiosyncrasies. And I, I think when I look at the great investors, they're um, the things that make them happy are not the yachts and the planes. I, I do think one thing that's really consistent is it's the freedom to operate in a way that's aligned with who they are. Brian Feraldi makes it very clear he is pursuing financial independence. We talked about the FIRE movement. We talked about investing and how he tries to identify good investments and the checklists that he uses and, and his overall approach. But ultimately, he's after financial independence for himself and his family. And he talks a little bit about that when I asked him what wealth means. 
Wealth to me, the, the reason that I'm pursuing wealth in the first place is to get back to that FI uh, part. I am after financial independence, um, full, full stop. And again, financial independence to me doesn't mean stop working. Uh, to me, it means work on what I want with who I want for as long as I want, when I want, and I can stop at any time with no repercussions to my family's lifestyle. Like that is, that is what is wealth, wealth is, is to me. My guest in episode six was Jason Wink, and he is building something really cool at Altruist, something that is helping financial advisors like me serve my clients in a much better way. But that's not how he defines wealth or success. In fact, Jason uses two really cool examples in our discussion to demonstrate what's important about wealth and how he thinks about wealth. You know, time is probably one of the most important things. Um, I think you mentioned earlier that you know one of the, the reasons you're building your business the way you're building it is to kind of create some you know freedom to live a um, a quality lifestyle that's that's meaningful. And I think that um, there's no amount of money uh, that can then substitute for that. Um, where, where I'm from in West Michigan, there was a a very very wealthy um, finance uh, person named Bob Van Campen, and uh, you know. Some people might know that Van Campen Funds was a company that he started. They sold it, I think, to I think to Morgan Stanley. He also started a company called First Trust Portfolios, which some a lot of people yeah. know. Yeah, I know. Sure. Um, and then he actually owned Xerox, which people don't always know. Um, and when he uh, died, he died in his early 60s, and his net worth was around $10 billion. And this was 20-plus years ago. So he's probably one of the, I don't know, 15, 20 wealthiest people in the world. And he had heart failure. Um, and... There was nothing they could do. They couldn't do a heart transplant. Um, um, he, there was there was no real way to save his life, and he realized this. Like he accepted sort of his mortality, um, and and it's a pretty crazy thing to think about. Like one of the wealthiest people in the world can see it coming. Like they know their life's going to end, and and they've got more money than you could spend in a thousand lifetimes. And I'm sure he would have traded all of it for like two more years, yeah. right? You know, one more year, right? Like there like there's no substitute for time. So. I feel like one of the most important things, you know, at a personal level people should be doing is valuing their time, you know, and the people that they're able to spend with, the connections that they're able to make. I think that's really, really important. And I think the other thing that, you know, hopefully matters to a lot of people, certainly does to me, but it's kind of the legacy. Um, there's a book I read years ago, um, and it was called Life's Golden Ticket. And uh, and it was about this uh, young, young man, his name is Brendan Bouchard, and he... Um, was on a mission trip. I think he was in Dominican Republic. And, you know, he and a friend were driving after doing mission work all day. They hit a, hit a corner. It wasn't well marked. It was totally dark, no street lights. And they had no idea it was like a hairpin turn. And, you know, they were going too fast. They went off this cliff. And he said, like, his whole life flashed before his eyes. He's a young man, cars tumbling over this cliff, should have killed him. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he, and he had three questions for whatever reason that were popping in his mind. He says, did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? You know, his kind of three things. And I remember, like, you know, when I read that book, I was in my twenties. And I kind of thought about that. It shaped a lot of like, you know, kind of how I think about entrepreneurship, um, but is that it's not about money, right? It's like, you know, again, did you live, you know, did you love and were you loved and, and did you matter? When you look back, you know, some years later, I don't think anyone's going to care about the companies that we build, but, you know, it's more, you know, there's going to be something a lot more important than that. One thing I love about Ben Labovich is he is not a bullshitter. He's always willing to share his thoughts even if they might be a bit controversial. And that's one reason I enjoy talking to him so much. Um, so I'll share this tidbit about what Ben said about what wealth means to him. My default answer is that everything I do, I do for my family. 
But I'm wondering if that's necessarily true because that, that's a necessary outcome of my success is that my family benefits. But I think the reason I really do things is selfish. I can't back down. I can't see that guy in the mirror. Um, I, I can't not try to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday. One of my favorite parts about having these conversations about the meaning of wealth is listening to people go through the process of thinking about it for themselves. And that's exactly what happened um, during my discussion with William Glass. I really appreciated his coming back and being able to provide a much more concise answer. He really got the concept down to two words, which I think is incredible. Meaningful life. As you were saying that, I was able to think a little bit more, but I think a meaningful life. And that to me is the family and being able to allocate the time. But that's wealth, if I'm trying to summarize it into something more concise. When you ask somebody who is living out of a camper van in the Arctic Circle, running a startup, what wealth means, you can expect to get an incredible answer. And that's exactly what happened when I talked to Shane Monks O'Byrne, who is running Aikido Finance um, from his camper van and really just um, creating a life that works for him. Um, I really enjoyed his answer and I really enjoyed our entire conversation. It was an incredible episode and Shane is a very insightful, energetic, um, philosophical person. So it was good stuff all around. But I really enjoyed this piece about what wealth means to Shane. So wealth to me is everything in your life that money can't buy. So it's having all those things that take time and dedication and thoughtfulness to obtain. And so those are good friends. Some of them can be outside your control, like having a really good secure family that can be part of that wealth equation. Happiness can certainly be inside of the the circle of wealth and a good body in which to use and a lifestyle that ultimately is the one that you very purposefully have chosen and are living. And I think ultimately that is the most important part of wealth is that ability to have designed your own life. And we're in a very unique position in 2021 to really where it's, it's more obtainable than ever to be able to design the life the way you want to do it. And don't think, as James said earlier on, you know, we have all this external pressure that things need to be one way. Like I'm literally in the arc circle in a startup. I don't know why it's lunacy, but like, why not? You know, like these structures that you think society has put up for you are are not the case. And it can be baby steps to try something new, um, but really think through what's important to you and, uh, and design your life purposefully. Study after study has shown that doing things for other people and giving back to the community makes us feel really, really good as humans. It's a very rewarding thing to do. Desarte Yarnway, who was my guest on episode four, talked about the importance of giving back and how that ties into the meaning of wealth to him. I think wealth, one, is time affluence. The ability to control my time so that I can invest that time in the people, places, and things that I love the most. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, I've, I think that I've, Recently, really, I, I might have always, always had it, but I've recently really leaned in to my heart for giving. I want to be able to give back, right? 
invest in other entrepreneurs like myself that bootstrapped, um, invest in communities, right? That otherwise would have nobody investing in them, invest in kids and invest in my home country in Liberia, right? So those two things uh, make me feel wealthy, time affluence and the ability to give back. There's no question that family plays a major role in how most people view wealth. Dr. Sonnet Berniker Hart shared her journey from academia to founding a distillery in Chicago in episode three of Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon. During that, she talked about the importance of family and how she views wealth. I mean, to me, wealth is time in, in many respects. And, and how do you want to spend your time? And different people will have different answers for that, I'm sure. But I mean, for me, the opportunity and blessing to be able to spend time with people I love is priceless. So being able to, you know, work with my husband, being able to have our children close at hand so that they know what we do and, and it's not some big mystery to them and that we're able to help them with their homework and that we have family dinners and, you know, all of these things um, provide me with the feeling that I am very lucky. And that is really, um, that, you know, that is, that is being really rich. Some dudes have the coin, but they will never have the quan. As it turns out, the secret to wealth was right there in Jerry Maguire the whole time, as Barack Canadia shared with me on an episode of Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon. So I don't need to do much intro to this one. I'll just go ahead and play the clip. Well, wealth is not just money. Wealth is everything else. Wealth is abundance of everything. Family, love, community. As you've seen the movie, um, I'm sure you have, um, uh, Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. one, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. says, Quan. You know, it's a beautiful word. You know, love, community, respect, and the dollars too. That's wealth. Quan. Uh -huh. Don't let him fool you. Despite what Adam Blumberg says in this next clip, he loves to make it rain. He's not fooling anybody here on Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon. But what I loved about Adam's answer is he kind of gave two parts, right? He gave the more practical part, which is being able to spend time with his family and having experiences that he wants. And then he gave a little bit of the more philosophical um, reasons that wealth is important, and that is to be able to have an impact. Let's hear what Adam has to say about what wealth means to him. I can decide I'm going to bump out of here at any point during the day and go hang out with my family. I can decide we're going to go take a vacation if we want to and not be like, man, how much does it cost? We got to find the cheapest flight and all that. Like to me, that's wealth. And that doesn't mean I have to have a tremendous amount of it. It means I want to do some of the things that I and my family want to do without having to think too terribly much about it. That is what having wealth means, I guess. That is what having wealth means to me is we don't have to think too much from a financial perspective. That doesn't mean I'm just going to throw money around. I'm not making it rain or anything. It's, <laughs> hey, look, we, we should go on a ski trip this winter. We haven't been on a ski trip in a couple of years. Let's go do that. And let's go to a nice place and make sure we're going to get ski lessons and do it all upright. Not just because we want to spend money, but because that's the experience we want. I like experiences. Wealth to me means I get to have those experiences that I, that I want. It also means that I get to have an impact right? Like my goal is to have an impact on the world. My goal should be, I want to leave the world better than I found it. And, and that's, you know, that could be all, you know, people say that, I don't know if they actually mean it. I'm not quite sure if I mean it quite honestly, but 
that's the way I feel. Like I want to have a positive impact. And that to me is wealth is being able to say, look, I, I have, I have enough that I can focus on the impact more than I need to focus on my personal profit. As you might expect, a licensed professional counselor with a ton of experience is going to take a holistic approach to how they think about wealth. And that's exactly what Joyce Martyr did. And Joyce uh, was a fantastic person to talk to because she really brought together various parts of life in her book, The Financial Mindset Fix, where she basically tried to lay out an approach to help people change their outlook about money, which will also spill into other aspects of their life. So she tied that very well together when I asked her what wealth is. Being wealthy is having holistic success, which includes mental health, physical health, supported relationships, work-life balance, and also financial prosperity. And having that, you know, financial peace, having, having, you know, the ability to live the life that you want and to take care of yourself and your loved ones and the world around you in a way that is meaningful to you, you know, to think about your legacy and what you want to leave behind like that, that's, that is wealth. And, and I think, you know, we were talking earlier about belief systems and, and many people have the thought that money is the root of all evil or people with a lot of money are bad. And, and, those beliefs can be preventing people from achieving more. So reframing that as you, you can do a lot of good with wealth. This next clip comes from episode one of Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon, uh, where I talked with my good friend Dale Robinson. And Dale brings a different perspective about freedom, both financial freedom and personal freedom, after having spent time uh, incarcerated. So here's what Dale has to say about what wealth means. And, you know, that's just not... Financial freedom, that's personal freedom. Absolutely. A lot of people don't have personal freedom because think about like you, you own your own business. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you have some, you have some money, whatever, right? I own my own business. I have a little money. If your daughter is having a ceremony in school and she's going to get an award, but if you work with someone, they tell you, you can't go. You're right. What you going to do? You're right. So, you know, like that's that to me, like that really is more important than that money, like, you know, I understand I got to put food on the table and I got to make sure that she's taken care of, but missing that, that's personal freedom. The importance of control over your time came up again during episode seven with Tim Maloney, but I think he brought up another good point, And that is the fact that things change. Your idea of what wealth is can change. Your priorities can change. Your values can change. And hopefully as we all grow and mature and, and learn, um, those things do change. So here's what Tim had to say about wealth. Yeah, uh, it's funny. My answer to like three years ago would have probably been very different um, just because I was, you know, now that I have my own business, I, I, I have a different perspective. For me, it's being able to allocate my time to things that I enjoy. And like work now is something that I enjoy. I, I enjoy what I'm doing. I like I mean, I don't go anywhere because I don't go to work, but I wake up, I'm excited to build this business and do things that I believe in and try to give access to cool investment strategies to an audience that otherwise wouldn't have them. Um, so wealth for me is the ability to allocate your time in a way that makes you happy. This next piece comes all the way back from episode two with Rob Koifman, who is the founder of Koifin, which is a really cool analytical tool that... Uh, 
I use for um, kind of monitoring stocks and and doing stock research. But Rob gives a really good uh, answer and includes a word that I think is underrated um, when talking about wealth. And maybe it's it's because it sounds somewhat selfish um, or or um, maybe not very deep. But the word comfort. I mean, we all want to be comfortable. Um, so here's what Rob had to say about wealth. Um, I think I think wealth uh, means uh, so, so. One uh, obviously, wealth is very subjective, um, and I think at a certain level, wealth is just comfort. Uh, it's it's being comfortable um, and having um, the ability to just do what interests you. That that could be um, because there's because financially you're well off, but that also could be because you have a, a really good family and you have the support around you. Um, so I think uh, you know I think wealth is is sort of um, is that safety net safety net has to do with with expectations um, and that freedom to to pursue and to do what you want. Thanks so much for listening to this special Around the Bar edition of Bulls, Bears, and Bourbon on the meaning of wealth. I've got really a ton of things planned for the next year, and uh, my gears are just constantly turning, coming up with uh, guests that I want to talk to, topics I want to cover, and and so many other things that I want to do with the show. So I'm really excited to see what the next year has in store. But I'm so thankful and grateful to all those guests who are willing to come on a brand new podcast at a time where many podcasts were were coming on the air and give me a shot and just really be open to to share their experiences and their thoughts with me. And also, huge thanks to all the uh, listeners, whether you listen just one time or you listen to every single episode. It's just been thrilling to see how the show has grown over the last, you know, 10, 11 months. If you like the show, the best way you can help me is to share the show with other people you think might enjoy it. And also subscribe or follow so you're notified of new episodes. Until next time, cheers.